Hello and welcome to Vision Extra, coming to you from Vision Australia Radio. Peter Greco with you. And with us from the Centre of Eye Research is uh, Principal Investigator and Surgeon, Dr. Tom Edwards. Tom, if I may call you that, uh, welcome and thank you for your time. Peter, thanks very much uh, for the kind invitation to come and speak to you today. Now, uh, there's some amazing work that goes on at the Centre for Eye Research, and we've had the privilege over a number of years of uh, catching up with it. Uh, this is as interesting as ever. Um, just a bit about it. So you're looking at um, ways to help people with uh, macular degeneration and you're uh, conducting a couple of trials literally as we speak? That's right. In fact, uh, I just called our surgical bookings team to book in our third uh, case for next week. So it's very exciting time, firstly, because we're looking at testing out a treatment in the context of a clinical trial for late geographic or late stage AMD in in the form of geographic atrophy. So this is different to the variety of late stage AMD of the neovascular variety for which people will will be familiar either themselves or perhaps know someone who has injections for neovascular AMD. This This is the other flavor, if you like, or variety of late stage AMD where you don't get abnormal blood vessels as such. You just get this area of atrophy that spreads throughout the macula and there's no treatment for that. So that's that's the the, the thing that we're most excited about. We're, we're testing out a treatment for something, for a disease for which there is currently no treatment. And then, of course, the other thing is it's, it's a gene therapy approach. And uh, your listeners you know, may have heard about gene therapy for treating inherited retinal diseases like retinitis pigmentosa, but this is... Mm the sort of next wave of potential applications, looking at more genetically complicated diseases, but nonetheless ones with a genetic basis. So uh, we're very excited and uh, we're we're lucky to have participants who are uh, as uh, excited about it as we are. But, uh, you know, the reason we're doing the study is to see whether or not it works, uh, of course, whether it's efficacious and Hopefully, we'll, we'll know in the next year or two. Tom, I love the uh, term, the flavour of <laughs> macular degeneration that uh, you're working on. So is, is one more common than the other? Is the one that uh, hasn't got uh, any treatment for the moment and the one that uh, you're uh, trialling, is, is that more common than the other? Or Well, actually, in terms of late AMD, the neovascular versus geographic atrophy varieties are about of about equal prevalence. But, of course, AMD as a, as a whole is is the number one cause of uh, vision loss in patients over the age of 50 in Australia. And obviously being age-related becomes more common as, as we age and as we're an ageing population. So it's a real problem. And, you know, for the, the dry variety, the non-neovascular late stage, or geographic atrophy as it's called, there is no treatment. So it's often, well, I mean, I tell patients it's not something that's, going to make you go blind of course because it does only affect the macula but the macula is the it's like the thumb on your hand it's the most important part of the retina and so from a functional point of view it's extremely debilitating and patients lose the ability to in the late stages will often lose the ability to read to recognize faces and see street signs and you know lose their, their driving independence mm. but certainly they can still mobilize around a room someone with geographic atrophy walks into a room you wouldn't necessarily know they had a vision problem because they're relying on their peripheral vision so yeah. I, it's one of the first things i make sure patients understand with geographic atrophy that it's, it's not something that's going to make them go blind but from a functional point of view it has a huge impact and of course i'm sure many of our listeners could identify with a lot of uh, 
those things you talked about, such as, uh, you know, having to, to give up driving. So your treatment, if you like, is to inject gene or genes into the macula? Yeah, that's right. So um, it's a single gene, which is known to have a critical role in the immune system. And the immune system has, there's growing evidence to suggest the immune system plays a critical role in the development and progression of AMD, and in particular, the late stage uh, geographic atrophy, variety of AMD. So we have essentially used a virus that can't cause any kind of infection on its own. But what we're hijacking, if you like, is the virus's ability to infect cells. And it's a particular cell that this particular virus likes to infect, which is cells in the retina. And so we're sort of hijacking, if you like, the the virus's ability to do that. You can imagine the virus being a bit like a delivery van where we've emptied out its viral contents by and large and filled up the payload, if you like, with DNA uh, that is useful and that we want to have delivered to these retinal cells. And and this is a particular gene that's um, involved in modulating the immune system. And the idea being that it will slow or halt progression of late uh, or geographic um, atrophy. So where's the trial at in terms of um, if this is going to work or not? I guess that's the theory. (laughs) So now it's the practice that comes into play? That's right, yeah. So um, uh, we're looking to recruit a number of patients to to the study. There's a control arm as well, so, so patients will either have the virus or be monitored over time over the course of the study. The administration of the virus is, is actually a formal operation. It's not, it's not an injection uh, into the vitreous cavity, which is, which is what is done you know, in an outpatient setting for patients with neovascular AMD. This is uh, something that needs to be delivered mm. underneath the retina. So you actually have to have a formal um, surgical kind of setup in, in an operating theatre, and we're fortunate the Centre for Eye Research Australia is nested inside the Royal Victorian Eye and Air Hospital here in Melbourne. So, you know, we see the patients up on, you know, level seven and then we down the lift straight to the operating theatre uh, mm. on the day of surgery to have the operation. And the virus is delivered via a very thin cannula, uh, which is positioned underneath the retina. The cannula itself is about as thin as a human hair. Sure. And I use a sort of a foot control pedal to press the plunger in a little delicate syringe because you know it's not obviously not something you'd want to do with your thumb and it's a bit too clumsy so it's, it's held up so I can hold the, the uh, syringe nice and steady and then with my foot as I press down on a pedal it then depresses the plunger to deliver it's actually 0.1 of a mil of the virus it just looks like colorless liquid but it's got viral particles in it and that's delivered underneath the retina it actually forms a very little small retinal detachment just adjacent to the macula and that's how you know that and the virus is going to the right spot under the retina there. And then by day one, that's all sort of, the retina's all flattened back down and it's all been absorbed. And then the hard work starts really for the team who are doing all the visual assessments. And, and, and to a degree, the hard work starts for the participant as well, because it's not just obviously the surgery, it's all the, all the visits afterwards to have their, their vision tested and photographs taken. And, and the study runs for two years. Okay. I was going to ask you about that. Wow. That's... <laughs> That's that's some commitment. So, Tom, just to clarify, you talked about uh, the um, the trial. So, w- will some people have the surgery and without the virus to sort of check that it is the virus that's making the difference? Did, did you kind yeah, of say that? Yeah, it's a good or? question. Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, uh, the ethics around that would probably be 
problematic to 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 take someone into the operating theatre and do an operation mm. and not actually <laughs> give them the virus. So actually, what happens in reality is that patients just they don't they just don't get the injection. We just follow them, and that's the control arm to which the treated patients are compared. So um, they don't the, the control patients don't have the operation. Okay, just to be just to be clear on that. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, that that's fascinating in itself, and. Uh, Yes, I don't know that I'd want to be the, the control patient that uh, goes through all that. And then, oh, by the way, uh, you, you didn't get the virus, uh, but uh, thanks, <laughs> thanks for taking part. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, the key sure thing to emphasise, uh, you know, to, to patients is that we won't know if this is something that's going to work until the study is done. That's why we're doing it. But we're, we're obviously hopeful uh, that it uh, will have promising results. But I'd rather under-promise and over-deliver, and I think that's the view of all researchers in clinical trials. It's man- about managing expectation, and but certainly at the end of the day, if, if this turns out to be as promising as as we hope it will be, then it would be uh, an absolutely fantastic result. Well, given there's nothing at the moment, I guess, uh, as you say, any- anything's going to be better. So two years, will people all being well notice something sort of soon, or is it a, a gradual improvement, or...? Is it more the fact that uh, things don't deteriorate? Yeah, it's a good question. And I suppose that the, sim- the, the quick, simple answer is we're not entirely sure really mm. exactly how it will manifest. But I think, you know, it, it, there, there's a number of patients in this study. It's, it, we're, the, we're the only site in Australia, but there are other sites around the world. So it'll be a matter of pooling the uh, data uh, collected from all the patients across all international sites and then, you know, sort of really just crunching the numbers and looking to see whether or not there is a difference between those that were treated and those that weren't. So I, the, the thing to point out is that it's not anticipated that there's going to be vision restored. It's more that the progression will be slowed yeah. uh, or, or halted. And then, you know, if that's the case, then down the track you might sort of intervene with this treatment at an earlier stage yeah. you know, of, of the disease, for example. And kind of I'm, well, you, know, you might be better off than I might because you had the treatment and I didn't or whatever, so it's all sort of relative, isn't yeah. it, in a sense? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, the other thing to point out is that, um, and you, you mentioned this at the beginning, there are actually two studies uh, which are being done in parallel. One is looking at a specific subgroup of patients with geographic atrophy who have a particular genetic change in this particular gene that we're delivering. And in that group, we expect theoretically for there to be the potential for the maximum response to the gene therapy. So that's one study. So what it really is, is kind of uh, tailored medicine, you know, to the specific genetic risks of, of an individual patient. And then in the other group, it's a, it's a wider catchment, if you like. There are it's 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 sort of everyone else more or less, but within that group, we are also looking at particular other genetic subgroups to kind of tease out. Well, if if because if you look at look at the whole group together, you know, you might there might be a treatment effect there in some groups that that was lost in the noise, if you like, of the genetic variety in the in the cohort. And so what they what they're sort of trying to do is so what we're trying to do is tease that out and look at specific genetic subgroups it may well be that it's effective for, for one group not the other or or all of them together we, we just don't know but that that's the reasoning behind the, the two sort of arms of the study are you still looking for more volunteers yes we are and and, and this isn't the only uh, research that's 
that we're doing in geographic atrophy um, or in, in, in macular degeneration uh, here at Centre for Eye Research Australia. Professor Robin Geimer, who's had a sort of 20-year history of doing A&D research uh, here at Centre for Eye Research Australia uh, and, and who is an integral part of this study, is conducting a number of other research projects for, for, for AMD. And so if patients contact Centre for Eye Research Australia and it turns out they're potentially you know, not eligible for this particular study, then there's a good chance we'll find another study that they're eligible for. So we're always welcoming people um, getting in touch uh, and, uh, you know, if there's something that they'd like to participate in and that they're eligible for, then absolutely, we'd, we'd like to hear from them. Sarah.org.au is the website. We'll put those details up on our Facebook page. Tom, we're out of time for uh, this evening, but, uh, gee, that that is amazing. Uh, we'd love to get you back. I, You know, the, the mind boggles at the... Uh, What's the word? The uh, the, the intricacies and uh, the, the the instruments that you use and how thin they must be it just uh, is quite incredible. And uh, yeah, well, well, I, needless to say, I don't drink too much coffee before I do one of those operations. I was going to say I don't know about your hand being steady, but hopefully your foot's steady at least on the pedal. Tom, great to catch up. That's been uh, most most fascinating. Thanks, Peter. Anytime. That's uh, Dr. Tom Edwards from the Centre for Eye Research. He's a principal investigator and an eye surgeon with some incredible news regarding uh, hopefully some breakthroughs in the area of macular degeneration. That is it for the program. If you've missed some of it, maybe like to hear it again. You can go to our website, www.varadio.org forward slash podcast. The program to look for is Vision Extra. That's the name of this one. Back on this radio station at the same time next week.